Hi, I'm Logan Bolts, head of school for Stratford Academy, and welcome to our third Carline Conversation podcast. We were floored that over our last two podcasts, we had over 125 downloads, and we're looking forward to sharing this month's topic with you. If you are part of our school community, you are aware that we lost one of our rising seniors in a tragic accident recently. We realize that over the last few weeks and in the coming weeks and months, our children will be exposed to emotions, social media, and conversations which involve navigating life during difficult times. With this experience on the forefront of our minds, we thought it was important to discuss raising kids with resilience. Let me start by introducing our three special guests for this month. First, we have Dr. Rachel Adams, who is our new head of middle school and brings 13 years of teaching experience in elementary and middle school, as well as extensive experience coaching at the high school and college levels. Also, I have both members of our counseling team, Gina Chalfa and Alex Miner. Gina Chalfa is our beginners through eighth grade counselor, who is a national certified counselor and has her education specialist degree in school counselor education. Ms. Miner is our upper school counselor and assistant college counselor and has been a school counselor for four years in both public and private school settings. Thank you three for being here with me today. I'd love to hear from each of you to give your own brief definition of resilience in a way that you could explain it to the age group that you would serve here within the school. Gina, if you were describing it to the beginners or a lower school student who walked up to you and said, Ms. Chalfa, what is, what is resilience? What, what does that mean? How would you describe that? Sure. So resilience in the simplest terms is the ability to bounce back mm -hmm. during difficult and challenging times. I actually use the visual of a rubber band. I mean, when we look at a rubber band, it stretches. Sometimes it stretches a little bit. Sometimes it stretches more. And we have to have the ability to bounce back and cope when we experience difficult and challenging times. That's excellent. That's a great way to describe it. That's a good, it's a good illustration, especially for a for the little for, kids. Yeah, for the little yeah. kids. That's, that's really good. Yeah, Dr. Adams, middle school kid, walks up to you. Dr. Adams, what what is resilience? For middle school, I would say resilience is being so stubborn that you refuse to quit, <laughs> just sticking with it no matter what comes your way. Yeah. That's a really good way to say, especially to a middle schooler. Yes. <laughs> Ms. Minor, upper school. So for high school, I would say it's having the um, courage and confidence to handle any situation that comes your way, any challenge. You don't back down. You keep fighting through. That's a good way to put it, and again, especially for upper school kids. Now, we hear people say all the time, kids are resilient, kids are resilient. In your experiences with students, how valuable is that skill? When you think about that, lifelong skills, all of us, you know, at different ages and, and you know, different areas within our career, like the idea of how valuable is that skill to instill in children at a younger age? It's incredibly valuable, but I also think with resilience, what we need to know is that it's not just leaving your child to figure out everything on their own. Like teaching resilience is kind of like scaffolding for your child. So you need to be there to support and help them learn how to build resilience. Um, so I think that's an important thing to know, especially from such an early age when you need to start building these skills, is to support them and help them through challenges, but not, not necessarily solve all their problems and do everything for them. Absolutely. And I think that's pivotal, too. I know that, you know, in, in the day and age of helicopter parenting, snowplow parenting, mm -hmm. which, you know, helicopters swoop in and fix the mm -hmm. problem, snowplows go, go <laughs> before the child and remove all obstacles, which is the antithesis of what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Even though as you know, parents and educators, we want our children to, and our students to have easy experiences and we want life to be easy, but that doesn't necessarily create resilient yeah. kids. Right. And so the idea of 
w instilling those values in kids early, not swooping in, letting them kind of fight those hard struggles mm -hmm. on their own, really paves their way for success yeah. later down the line. And Logan, if I could add to that, um, one of the best things about resilience is it's something that could be learned. So it can be learned as early as a toddler. Like for example, my son Jack, he is gonna be a beginner <laughs> this year, and he is having difficulty putting on his shoes. And I want, you know, I'm rushing out the door and I wanna put them on for him, but in that time I have to step back and say, hey, Jack, I know that you can do it. I encourage exactly. him to do it because if I didn't and I got frustrated, it would undermine his confidence. And we just have to resist that urge as parents mm -hmm. to step in and fix the problem. Absolutely. Right. That's a really good And I'd like book. to add too, I feel like it's important, especially from the parenting standpoint, but also from an educator standpoint, we always want to rescue. Mm -hmm. We know the solution. Mm -hmm. Right. They know, don't necessarily know it. So we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because it is very uncomfortable to take a step back and watch a child struggle a little bit. It's very, um, you, the, the natural urge is to just jump in and want to help, mm -hmm. right? But helping is actually hurting in that mm -hmm. case. Um, and Angela Duckworth's research on grit, which grit and resilience go hand in hand, um, shows that resiliency is more of an indicator of success than IQ score, family income, or even natural talent or ability. Absolutely, that's very well said. Now Gina, learning resilience is hard. What advice do you have for a student who is in the midst of one of these learning experiences? I would say the first thing that I would do is listen to them and validate that they are having a difficult time because I never want to dismiss a student's um, emotions. Secondly, I would brainstorm, ask more questions, and ask them if there was a time where they have experienced um, difficulties in the past. And more often than not, they're going to say yes. Uh, like for example, I had a really hard time studying or with math. Okay, well, so what did you do to help increase your skills and um, become a better math student? Well, I put in extra time. I pr went to tutorial. I um, did extra practices. Okay, well, so you've seen that even when life is challenging, you are able to overcome those battles. So, yeah, and that's very true, too, it, especially from a student standpoint, regardless of age, is that reflection piece yes. of looking back when you did have issues, you know, problems that, that arose and you had to be resilient. The idea of reflecting on that, seeing what worked in those moments, and okay, I want to be a better math student, let me focus more time on my math studies. I mean, yeah, exactly. connecting those two dots are really, are really crucial. Now, we heard about it from a, from a student perspective in preschool, lower school, for upper school or high school, for those learning experiences. What about from a parent perspective? How can an upper school, a high school parent support their you know, your typical 16-year-old boy through one of life's hardships, learning experiences. So I think the hardest part is having a lot of patience because our kids are going to mess up, they're going to make mistakes, and we're just going to have to watch them sometimes do that and not swoop in and try to fix everything for them. Um, I think a great example of this in the high school is with grades. Mm -hmm. You know, if your child fails a test, okay, we failed, let's look back. Why did we fail? Did we not put in enough time? Did we not study enough? What were the reasons that led to that? And if we have to retake it, then you know that's a learning experience for us. And same goes for classes. You know, Give your child the opportunity to select their classes for their school year and see what they think that they're capable of and don't try to force them to take what you think they need to. Um, and that gives them the opportunity to you know, figure out their own skills, mm -hmm. their strengths and weaknesses. And we're gonna be there to support them and help them through it. And you know, if they fail, 
that's okay. They might have to retake the class. That's part of learning and that's part of growing. Absolutely. And all of us with our different varying levels of background, we can all point to the students who we've seen who are left to kind of fight their own battles mm -hmm. and fight for themselves. And they naturally develop resiliency when parents don't swoop in and mm -hmm. solve every problem. And so the idea of grades is a perfect example mm -hmm. because a parent's inclination is, let me go fight for my child. Let me go talk to the teacher. Right. Let me talk to the head of the upper school. Mm -hmm. When really, particularly for high school, mm -hmm. is they have to be their own advocate for right. themselves because mm -hmm. it naturally right. builds resiliency in them. Right, and one day you're not gonna be there to sweep in for exactly. them anyways. Exactly. You know, when they go to college and beyond, they're gonna have to learn these skills yep. for themselves. And would much rather them be learned especially at a school like Stratford, close community, teachers mm -hmm. working in favor of the child. And so you'd much rather fail while you're surrounded by right. people who love you and support you and know you. Um, now, Rachel, I know we often call resilience grit to our students. I know mm -hmm. you touched on that. And grit is one of my favorite words. Mm -hmm. um, how should we talk to our kids, middle school, about mm -hmm. the hard stuff? Kind of caught between, you know, mm -hmm. love middle school. Yeah. They're caught between the cute and cuddly lower school <laughs> and kind of the autonomous independence of mm -hmm. the upper school. So how do we talk to our, our well, middle school kids? I love middle school because they really truly come in as babies and they leave as these little, well not little, these young adults <laughs> yeah. really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's our job to kind of be aware of where they are in that developmental stage and help to guide them through um, what's developmentally appropriate for each grade level. So in terms of speaking with them about grit, I think it's important to empower students to take ownership and self-reflect, mm -hmm. um, to help them shift their focus from the end result, which is what everybody's focused on, is what did I achieve or not achieve, right? Um, where did I fail? Where did I go wrong? And in middle school, it's usually social <laughs> um, because they're, they're learning the social dynamics of their, their groups. Um, but instead of focusing on the end result or what's not working, focusing on the effort behind it. So what, um, what progress have you made so far? Um, what steps have you taken to get to where you want to be? How could you do things differently next time? Um, and helping kids look back on when they learn the most. I think it's really important to be very real with middle school students. Um, and they will quickly jump on board if you ask them, uh, when did you learn the most in the past? Was it when things were easy for you or was it when something was hard? And I think we would all agree as adults now that we learn the most when we go through something mm -hmm. challenging. Absolutely. Um, and kids will understand that too. And in middle school, they're not too young to get that. And if we help kids focus on the process instead of the end result, no matter what they're facing, whether it's academic struggles, athletic struggles, social struggles, um, they're gonna focus on what they can do in the process to make things different. So let's say a whole dynamic, social dynamic with a friends group falls apart. Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on the detrimental um, aspect of it falling apart, which we definitely want to listen and hear them out and, and empathize with them, sure. focus on, well, what happened underlying? What could we do differently? And now how can we restore this, mm -hmm. right? What effort can be put in to get to where we need to be? So in terms of developing grit, I think as adults, we can help our students by changing our language and our approach. So if they come up and say, um, this happened at school today, and I'm so mad at this person, and this person really hurt my feelings. Instead of being like, yeah, what did they do? What did they say? And just joining forces, ask them, you know, what happened, listen, empathize, and then say, all right, so the relationship's not where you want it to be yet. That word yet is so powerful, mm -hmm. right? It's not there yet, but what could we do? What could you do to, to rebuild that relationship, to get it to where you need it to be? So it changes it to from we're failing or it's a detrimental impact to 
okay, this is just part of uh, the natural life process and we're on our way to getting there, but just, we're just not there yet. Yep. Yeah, that key word, yeah. yeah and that's yet. a really good exercise yeah. to walk through with kids. And it's so, it's so easy for us as educators, as parents, to jump to your child's defense. And you want to say, well, what did they do to you? And Because, mm -hmm. and, you know, you try, to, you try to be in line with them and things like that, as opposed to let's walk through this, let's experiment, let's think where things went wrong, where were you at fault, mm -hmm. and where could you have done better in this life process of what you're trying to get to yet. That's a great, that's a great word. Okay, so one of the most difficult aspects of learning resilience, even for us as adults, is failing in order to succeed. Does anyone have an experience from their own school days that you wouldn't mind sharing that you felt, at least now in hindsight, taught you resilience or grit? So I definitely have a story when I, I went to Stratford and um, obviously loved it here and Stratford prepared me for college. I did very successful. However, senior year, I did not get into my dream school mm -hmm. and it just shattered me. Mm -hmm. I, it caused self-doubt. I questioned my self-worth. However, I had to look at it as I've got to push through. I've got to, there are other colleges out there and I ended up going to a great college and uh, I've learned or gotten two post-secondary degrees. So if in that moment I would have used negative coping skills uh, and, you know, that could have led me down a really Absolutely. bad path. Sure. And mm -hmm. one of the best parts of resilience is that it steers us in a different direction. Absolutely. It mm -hmm. makes us where we can cope with those unpleasant emotions. Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, and I know as, as a lot of listeners know, and, and obviously the three of you know too, my previous school before I moved to Stratford was a school that I really thought I was going to stay at the rest of my life. It was this beautiful beach town, lived in Florida, and as I quickly found out, the school was, was um, less than desirable. And so I was heartbroken because we loved the community, and I remember telling my wife, I said, we, we have to leave. We're, we're going to leave. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine finding a better school or a better community or better people. And then, I w and then I found Stratford. And so mm -hmm. through resilience, I mean, you know, through the idea that you have this defining moment that you think your life is over, what, mm -hmm. what can the future hold when really it's preparing you for future hardships and allowing you to, to appreciate when you find somewhere mm -hmm. that is healthy and that is thriving. And it makes you just appreciate that experience so much more. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like to your point, Dr. Adams, the idea of that yet. Mm -hmm. and, and it's all a, a part of this life process mm -hmm. that you're just trying to get to. So, um, this is a hard topic for any of us. None of us want to endure a difficulty or a challenge. And so thank you to my experts here at Stratford for providing us with some great information on cultivating resilience in our children. Thank you for listening to our Carline Conversation. Um, and if you have not had a chance yet, please visit the Eagle Extra section of Stratford's website and read the blog article for this month's topic too. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next time.